morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Today is day two of uh, the Premier's meeting in Winnipeg. Provincial and Territorial Premiers um, kicked everything off yesterday in in Winnipeg. Um, Looking at Canada's health care system really front and centre, we know that $46 billion in new health funding um, was offered up by the Premier or by by the Prime Minister in February uh, in exchange for provinces and territories committed uh, committing to targeted reforms. All but Quebec have accepted the offer, but we're still waiting to see what's going to happen and how it's going to unfold. And so they're, they're having a conversation about what to do, but is it targeted conversation? Is it specific con- uh, conversation to try and reduce wait times or to improve health care or get more frontline health care workers? These are all major issues. Dr. Catherine Smart is past president of the Canadian Medical Association joining us to chat about what they are chatting about this morning. Dr. Smart, good to have you on. Uh, appreciate your time. Good morning. Dr. Smart, uh, we have been having conversations about this now for years, and you and I and Daryl, we've all had these conversations. Where are we right now when we take a look at the state of the healthcare system in Canada? What's your evaluation? We sure have been talking about this for a long time. And, you know, unfortunately, I I don't think things are getting better in in a substantive way uh, throughout these conversations. And I think that's why this timing of this meeting and and the outcomes from it are so critical. You know, we're seeing access to care, which is the most important metric for Canadians. You know, can I get the health care I need when I need it in a timely way where I live? That is getting worse across the country. You know, when I started with the Canadian Medical Association, we were thinking there was about 5 million Canadians without access to a primary care provider, that number's grown to 6.5 million Canadians. So we've made no progress. Things are getting worse. You know, closures of emergency departments, especially in rural parts of the country, are becoming routine. We're seeing that now again for the second summer. We're not seeing improvements in terms of wait list times for surgeries, diagnostic imaging. So, you know, a lot of the things we've been talking about, unfortunately, things are are continuing to get worse. And in the backdrop, that ongoing burnout for people in the Mm -hmm. system, uh, trying to serve their patients, not able to get people the care they need that is also worsening but would you agree that we spend an enormous amount of money on our health care now there's another 46 billion dollars in in federal health funding that's coming out and yet we keep hearing that you can't just keep throwing money at the problem so if that isn't the solution what is and you know is it even possible to say that there's one solution because it's it, it's such a wide band of difficulties within the healthcare system but you know who has the answer no, it's a great question, and, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, money is, of course, part of it. You're right, we do spend a lot of money on healthcare in Canada. It's a huge part of our tax dollars, and when you compare to similar countries that provide uh, universal health coverage like Canada does, mostly European countries, you know, we're spending as much or more. We're not getting the same outcomes. Um, so I think really the, the issue is one of implementation and, and having targeted performance metrics. We've never had that really in Canada. We don't measure or monitor what we do. We don't set performance 
performance targets for the investments that we've made, and we don't see any accountability uh, for the government around delivering healthcare to Canadians. So even though, you know, that's sort of the social contract is you pay your taxes, we're going to provide you with this healthcare. Uh, what's, the, what's the issue for the government in terms of having to actually guarantee that you get that healthcare? There is no accountability there. So this is why we've come out at the CMA with a report around targets, uh, some suggestions for the provincial governments to consider when they're designing these changes is to say, look, these are where we think you need to be headed. Here's some goals that you could set. Here's some targets that could then be communicated to the public. We could be creating report cards, reporting back to citizens on what's happening. And, and then I think that gives us a goal of where we're headed. Because I think we all know it's very hard to change something that you don't measure. So like what, uh, Dr. Smart, when you're talking about some of those, uh, you know, those measures, those those trackable things that can be reported back, and it's been interesting over the past year, uh, since October, since uh, Danielle Smith came in. Uh, she changed some things up and uh, been getting some updates, had a commitment to reduce wait times, all that sort of stuff. We have been getting, you know, an occasional update. And I think that people, uh, you know, most people appreciate that. What What are the measures that you want to see followed and, and then given to Canadians? Yeah, so we have sort of uh, a few buckets, you could call them, of areas we think are really important. One of them is really centered around access to care. And as you can imagine, that focuses a lot on primary care. So we want to see targeted and percentage increases in who has access to a regular primary care provider, and specifically a family health team, because we know that team-based care is is really the future of, of health for Canadians, both in terms of the quality they receive, as well as creating sustainable work environments for health workers. So we've got some targets around that. We want to see the surgical backlog uh, that worse and during COVID addressed, and we want to see that down to zero within three years. We want to see uh, wait times for priority medical uh, procedures come back to medically acceptable benchmarks. We're not anywhere near that. So for many Smart, things right now, we're sitting me, around 50%. Yeah, we, we've been talking about all of those things for years. <laughs> No, we have, but we haven't actually set the targets and seen the government commit to it. We haven't said we're going to get that number down to 80% by this time, and this is what's going to happen, and this is how we're going to do it. We just talk in broad terms, and that's a huge part of the problem, right? Yeah, we're going to get better wait times. Okay, great, but how, what, when, and where's that accountability? And I think that's really what we want to see change. And I think a key part of that is citizens need to be engaged. They need to be part of holding their government accountable. We are much too passive in Canada when it comes to our healthcare system. And in terms of really bringing this to our politicians and making it a key issue, we've been really conditioned to wait in this country. And, and we don't see the outrage, I don't think, that, that we really should be seeing. So I think that citizen engagement, for people to know what we should be trying to do, is going to be really important. Uh, there's lots of things that I want. I don't necessarily know how to get there. So in a premier's meeting, they're not going to figure out in this meeting how to get there. But maybe they have an idea of how you can get down the path to figuring out how it, it seems like there are no solid answers we want something we want these metrics we want improvement but the actual nuts and bolts of figuring out how to do it i don't know who has those answers yeah, that's a great question, and I think that's why we need to see the government really collaborating with stakeholders and people who have expertise in this area, and, and this is a answers. big part of the challenge. Well, I, I believe so. I mean, there's lots of us that do this work. Mm -hmm. We know what needs to happen. We know what the issues are. We're bringing this to their attention. 
but again, you know, are people being put in positions given the power, given the authority um, to, to actually implement on these things? I think this is a huge challenge. Um, so I really would like to see that the government, you know, engage with people and let folks like ourselves who can help them get these solutions, you know, be at those tables and helping with how to move forward. Because right now, I agree with, with the frustration you're both expressing. I feel the same way, you know, hey guys, these are not new problems. Yeah. We've got lots of solutions, but let's actually do something. Let's get beyond talking about it. It's incredible to think that money's been on the table for months. The healthcare system continues to decline and we haven't seen any tangible commitments. So what are you watching for coming out of this meeting? Well, I think really what we'd like to see is 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 them name some of these things, right? It would be huge, I think, to see the premiers come out and say, yeah, we realize we need to have performance targets. We need to have accountability. And we're willing to actually work towards doing that. You know, it would be great to hear a timeline on these action plans that they need to come forward with to get those dollars. You know, where are they at with them? When are, can we expect to see that? Who's going to be at those tables? You know, as you've said, like, who has the answers? Well, there's lots of people who do. Are they going to be part of that process? You know, something more tangible. What we hear is a lot of pie in the sky, big idea talking. We really need to hear how are we going to implement on this and what's our plan and what's the timeline. So I think to hear some language, some something in that direction um, would be fantastic. And one more quick one before we, uh, we let you go. Uh, delivery of health services is a provincial jurisdiction. How important is it for the various provinces to be pulling in the same direction? Uh, each, each province has a different system. It's delivered differently. But should all of the provinces and territories be pulling in the same direction? Well, I think these broad issues and certainly the things that we've recommended targets on are issues across the entire country. You know, everyone has issues with the primary care access, surgical backlogs, mental health, you know, licensure, burnout, modernization of our data systems, sharing and interoperability. I mean, these are universal issues that plague the system across the country. I think it absolutely makes sense to be pulling in one direction and choosing these key areas and learning from each other about what works, right? We don't need to be reinventing the wheel in each province and territory. We need to be thinking together, moving together and leveraging the things at scale that might make a difference. So that level of cooperation, I think, would also be very helpful. Well, we'll be watching too, Dr. Smart. Always great talking with you. Thank you for your time, for your insight. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care. Uh, Dr. Catherine Smart is the past president of the Canadian Medical Association. It's 7.15. A quick pause here. You can get a hold of us anytime. 780-496-0063. Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. You know, I think Catherine, Dr. Smart, you know, aligned a number of things. And I think the CMA, obviously, they're, they're front lines. They know it. You know, that surgical backlog, we've been talking about that for a long mm-hmm. time. And it is uh, getting better. The access to care and primary care, which is such a huge thing. The number of people who don't have a GP right now uh, is is off the charts. Trying to find one is just a challenge. And then, you know, those those wait times. Those wait times, if you have to see uh, a specialist or if you have to go to the ER um, you know what do those look like so that's great and I do like the idea of looking at those performance targets and those timelines and and have them have some accountability on that front and I believe in the don't reinvent the wheel if there are other countries that have figured out how to 
how, how to deliver universal mm-hmm. health care, free health care, and do it for fewer dollars. Let's take why a look. Would, why would we not be looking yeah. at exactly how they do that? Yeah, yeah. There's some people on the text line who say it's not about the governments, it's about the bureaucracies yes. within the health care system. So in so Alberta, much. it's Alberta Health Care Services. So is that a problem within the bureaucracy? A lot of people think it is. Mm-hmm. But that's part of what uh, John Colley was supposed to do when he was brought in to run all of this stuff, was to try and cut through some of that mm-hmm. bureaucracy, some of that red tape, and get action. We just don't know if it's really worked yet. Yeah. It's funny, the government says, well, no, it's, it is working. The numbers don't really seem to back that yeah, up, or much. the anecdotal evidence, yes. and any number of things. So, uh, yeah, you still gotta have targets, but you actually have to meet them. <laughs> well, and it's just, you know, dragging your feet on this... Um, it, it can only go on for so long, and it has been going on, especially over the past three, four, five years, you know, exacerbated by COVID. Mm-hmm. But we need to get moving on it. And, I, and you know, I, I would like it if, if more Albertans and Canadians, you know, spoke out, used their voice is on it, put some pressure on the politicians, the, 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 the health execs, to get moving, to do something on it. And what does that look like? Is it protests? Is it uh, letters? Is it uh, just jumping maybe, down the throats of your MLAs? Yes, what, is yes, it all of the above? Maybe yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't protest, but I mean writing to someone, to, you know, vocalizing. I don't think that we do a really great job in vo- I think as Canadians, and I think for a lot of us, we kind of sit back and just go, oh, oh, oh okay, I'll let someone else deal with it. <laughs> uh, there is a bit of apathy in that, but and then you complain about it afterwards, yeah. but you haven't... It's just what is that? You know, if, if it's just loud, loud noises, if it's yes. just angry noises, no, it doesn't make a difference. It's got to be true accountability. You know, Dr. Smart says, she says, I think, you know, unfortunately, most Canadians have become used uh, become used to long wait times. We just accept them as a part of the system. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, we shouldn't have and to we be shouldn't waiting. have to. I still think we've talked to lots of experts, uh, lots of people within the medical field who still believe that this 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 reduced level of primary care, so mm. your local family doctors, is having a huge impact and domino effect as we go through sure. the rest of the system. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know my wife is losing her doctor because she's retiring. Yep. Trying to find another one? Very difficult. Fortunate to get her on with my doctor yeah only because we're already related and so they yep. were able to slide in but they are swamped they've they were not taking new patients for the most part so it's very difficult and then there's all the questions about how do you get more doctors how do you get more how do you convince them that doing that job is worthwhile opening more spaces getting more training making it more appealing getting people you know what what's going to make uh you know a gp be interested in going in and working in a rural area there <laughs> are there are some programs in place in alberta they've been working towards some of these things but yeah this there's so many levels to this mm-hmm. uh, but that's a great point about you know that primary care if you don't have that primary care what does that result in at the er you know a week a month couple months later and another mention of something that we all see coming it's it's that gray tsunami that's down the road because we do have the baby boomers continuing to age that adds more pressure on the healthcare system and there is an enormous number of people and uh you know i'm sort of at the bottom end of the the last year or so of the baby boomer generation and you know i hit 60 this fall and there are an awful lot ahead of me that are are, are already older so Mm -hmm. that is already putting pressure on as we get older than that it's going to continue to put even 
even more pressure on. And that primary care, yes, that's vital for that, yeah. that age group. We'll continue to watch closely what happens uh, today and tomorrow coming out of that meeting in Winnipeg. You'll hear the very latest right here on 630 Chad. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Ever buy something, put it in the pantry and it was lost forever? Say goodbye to lost groceries thanks to Reface Magic. The Reface Magic team can redesign your pantry with rotating and modular shelves to help you access your full pantry. No more searching for those lost items. Discover them anyways. Reface Magic can transform your space with a free in-home consultation. Family owned and operated for over 20 years. Visit Facemagic.ca. Still to come, we have been talking about human health in our medical system. We're <laughs> going to talk a little animal health in the next half hour. I didn't even realize that there were different types of gophers, because they're not actually gophers, they're ground squirrels. I always hear about the Richardson ground yes. squirrel. Apparently there's something called the Franklin ground squirrel. Who knew? Uh, apparently, they're also they're also being challenged a little yes. bit. So, details about the Franklin ground squirrel in the next half hour. Isn't there like Franklin and Richardson screw heads too like for screwdrivers and stuff no it's Rob Robertson and Phillips ah, close close but in some countries yes it's a, it's Richards and it's Richardson and Franklin yeah, yeah. That, that's like a version of metric screwdrivers in other countries that was close that was awesome well done 724